You dropped this, King. You may have you may have put it you may have placed it on the floor, but it's on the floor now, King. Is this yours, Your Highness? <laughs> huge laughs. Huge. Hell huge yes. laughs. We have to talk about Candyman at some point. Yes, I know. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Blackburn. Hello. Hey, Pete. Hey. Got Pete on the pod today. That's right. I'm alive. I'm back. We're in person. Feels good. He's back. I. You know what? I didn't even. I didn't even do that. Is like uh, Pete doesn't have COVID anymore. Thing. <laughs> that was well, like, I. Uh, I don't have COVID anymore. Well, I don't know how that works. I don't really understand science, but I'm not contagious anymore, which the is nice. Were the COVID you had along the way? That's right. I tell you what, I accidentally said to my friend when he had COVID. Nope. But I'm excited to hear. He was like, hey, I have uh, COVID. And I was like, oh, damn, man. Well, the good news is you caught it. I mean, because like, that, that's what you always say, unfortunately, when somebody gets any sort of bad health news. You say, well, it's good you caught it now versus <laughs> yeah. like in whatever. But I don't think that works that for the virus. does not apply with <laughs> yeah. a virus and telling some, it's especially a virus, which is literally something that you catch. So when you say you caught it, you mean... <laughs> detected it and you found that yeah. all right now you can work on eradicating it but <laughs> if you say to somebody who legitimately caught something like well the like, good news yeah. is you caught it <laughs> that is like exclusively the bad news yes in that right situation. Yes, that is only the bad news but- uh the good news is that i i it was very minimal i had like one or two bad nights and somehow i did not transmit it to ellen who's lived in the house the entire time that is fantastic yeah she got a false positive and that scared well we were like oh fuck she's got it and immediately had uh two negative tests wow i'm trying to think of like the so she maybe she's just like immune to anything bad that can come from you right why what else like i'm just saying like um I guess I'm like being self-deprecating for you. Like any shittiness that that you might bring is Ellen's not picking that up. That's true. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it was uh the the covid experience was fine. Yeah. Didn't uh didn't hit me too hard. Feeling feeling good that I've maybe got some partial immunity going forward. Mhm. So, I, can I uh workshop a tweet that you already sent? Yes. So you did a um what was your I'm going to pl- play video games thing? Oh, it was uh it was like me clearing covid protocol knowing damn well that all I'm going to do is uh stay inside and play video games all day and it was the gif of John Wick John. being like I, I'm thinking I'm back. All right. So I would have preferred me after or like out of covid quarantine baby and then it's yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to stay inside and play video games for <laughs> just, the next oh, 15 like, days just or whatever. the screenshot of uh, the thing and then the altered text or whatever. Love altered text memes. Especially yeah, that's, we, that probably would have been funnier. We got really into, I think we, I don't know if we were the first, but we definitely like thought of this ourselves. The Jane Lynch, I'm oh, going yeah. to, and then that's it. Yeah, and then erasing like the entire <laughs> like the yeah. whole thing. Love doing that. Love just giving it a... Because people limit themselves in the, I'm going to create something yeah. so 
And I'm then going to create thinking, an environment that is so blank. Like one adjective. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just doing Mad Libs. Ours are just I'm right blank. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we should make that. I'm the Joker. <laughs> Nothing like taking a meme format and just painting over it and making a blank canvas. <laughs> yeah, you know what. <laughs> the, the the couple of weeks when uh, Vineyard Nights memes were popping, I'm surprised nobody should... did like just uh, wipe out the whole thing. Last like... week, la- I think it was last week. Last week's episode, we did. Um, we came up with the uh, a meme live during the episode. We're at and, our best when we do that, and it was it was a pr- pretty successful meme for Very us. Very good. Very good. Yeah, it was like uh, it was about HBO Max. Best best you can do is forty three minutes. minutes. Yeah, that's right. So now this week's meme will be. Jane Lynch, and it'll just say I'm, and then it'll say afterwards the Joker, and maybe we'll uh, put on some uh, Joker face paint on Jane Lynch. I do know how to do that because when I open Top Shot packs, you on the side of them they're, they're these like cubes. They look like a Minos kind of uh, escape room type okay. of invitation, but on the side of them they'll have like the team and everything, and it's all this grand thing. And me, and my friends. Uh, photoshop ourselves as clowns onto the side of them because we only get terrible moments that are worth like 50 cents because we were just the the, the worst at that but i like the idea of we shouldn't put ourselves on like a schedule or anything but we're if just we doing like a like weekly bangle, like a meme an episode hell yeah that would be and we if we want we can like take meme breaks during it and i'm a, like, i'm definitely right, down with that we thought of this meme we're going to get it down on paper real quick or on the computer and bang it out. So this week's meme will be uh, Jane Lynch. <laughs> I'm the Joker. I'm the Joker. And so it will just keep the word I'm. Yep. The Joker, baby. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. That's this week in uh, memes. This is going to be a sneaky music episode because there's a lot of goings on. Um, I want to just kind of get to the big one. Okay. Which is today in music marketing. If you listen to the podcast over the years, you know that Pete and I care about the marketing campaign for John Mayer's 2021 album, Sobra. I love that that was prefaced by if you listen to over <laughs> the love, years. Then you know this the thing, thing we did two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Devotees of the podcast. Day one listeners. Day one listeners will know that we fancy John Mayer's july 2021 album sob rock which uh targeted ads and everything stop sending me on twitter do you keep getting um i think it's the new york times the new york daily news's review of sob rock put on your twitter timeline no i get it all the time it's really? like, it seems like john mayer had grand ideas of doing an 80s rollout, but never really considered making an 80s album. So the first time I saw it, I was like, quote tweeted it and was like, exactly, love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares right. about the music? <laughs> yeah. Loser. Um, but now I get that all the time. Okay. But yeah, I'm like, yo, you're being negative about what we landed on, and we're like, that's really cool. 
he absolutely didn't care about the music on this. He did a, uh, by the way, he did like a an AMA type of thing on Instagram the other day. Okay. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, did yeah. you see what his answer was to his favorite song on Song Yes, Rock? is Why You No Love Me. Or he called it uh, Redacted Song. The, yeah, like the, the one we can't, the one we can't talk about. Yeah. And then he said, "That's gonna be tough. That like w- when your favorite song off an album is one that like is unanimously panned." Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I, uh, I, 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 am I a defender of why you know love me? It, it could. Die You're an apologist. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I like it more than most. I think it's a. It's one of the top songs on the album, but you're I willing to like you're a, willing to address its redeeming qualities. Whereas exactly. I am not. I'd like to have a conversation. I don't. I'd like to I have, don't want to. Let's have the why you know. I would like to pretend it doesn't exist. Yes. Yes. Um did you get a did you get the Sobrock zine in the mail? Mm-mm. So I did I didn't did. order any merch, although oh, okay. I've come close a couple of times. I've ordered three really... pieces of merch. <laughs> Dude. Three pieces of merch before the show, which is bad news for my wallet. I got uh, I got a T-shirt. I got two T-shirts. I just recently bought. Uh, he came out with a wild blue specific yes. shirt, and it rocks. Uh, so I got that one. I got another T-shirt, uh, like the graphic eighty style one. Yeah, uh, and then I got the big music note one. I thought you got the music note sweatshirt. I think I was considering that. I like the. Oh my god, I like a lot of these. There is a. I've been really into muscle tees this summer, which I can tell. Famously, me <laughs> muscles. Day one listeners of the pod. <laughs> no, I have always had muscles. Huge muscle guy. Have muscles. Um, this Sobrock Universe muscle tee is very nice, but the rock, the the black one that says "Rock Out" in pink. I'm very surprised I haven't bought that yet. I uh. Yeah, I, I've been a big fan. So, like, if you order merch, he sends you, like, a Sobrock zine. Okay. Which is basically just more marketing and, like, cool pictures from from the thing. Interesting. It is just complete. It comes with a handwritten note from John Mayer, which is kind of nice. Uh, it is just very, like, another excuse to do the 80s marketing stuff. Yeah, I think that I'm going to... Um... I think that if you just give me a second here, I'm in the process of checking <laughs> out. Merch. Yeah, I think I'm going to get the... I really do like the muscle tee, but how much longer can we do muscle tees this year? Right? Yeah, because, I mean, you're, all your muscles are, will go away, and then you can't wear the muscle tees anymore. That's right. That's what it's all about. That's right. That's what the problem is. Okay, I have now purchased... Some Sobrock merchandise. I'm ready to continue with the conversation. I am seeing John Mayer tomorrow. Oh, for Dead and Company. Dead and Company. Yeah, that is a that. I'm excited to hear how that goes for you because we've talked about this before. I I can't believe that you're going to go see uh, Dead and Co before I am. Yes, but also no. I mean, I like Grateful Dead. I can't believe John Mayer. Yeah, but I can't believe that I haven't seen Dead and Co yet. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Sorry, it gave me a uh, another page that I didn't think I had to do. Like, how many times I got to complete this order? What, do, like, what, what, what do you Ticketmaster this morning? What he's using the '80s internet. Ah, that is it. I'm already mad that I didn't get the uh, muscle tee. Maybe they'll have separate John Mayer. Which merch. one did you get? I got the pink, the black shirt that says "Rock Out" okay. in pink. Okay. I I hope though that when we wear this merch. People will be like, 
oh, John Mayer, big fan. I'd be like, yeah, I guess I'm like generally a big <laughs> yeah, he's fan okay. of this. This is for an album called Starbrock that came out. If you listen to my podcast over the years, you know this came out in July of 2021. It's not a particularly good album. It's a good, ah, it's a good album, but it's not. It's I not said it right. It's not a particularly good album. It's it's marketing campaign though. <laughs> otherworldly that is that would be a very funny response like we should we should do that when we go to the the mayor show yeah we should be like ah, i'm more of a fan of his his marketing yes not nah, like, i'm not a big music guy like how domino's is a tech company <laughs> yeah that's right i'm a fan of john their mayer pizza? Eh, i could take it or leave it but yeah. their tech tech advancements unbelievable how have we not made as I just spent a bajillion dollars on a T-shirt that I'm going to wear once and forget about it. How have we not made Sob Rock marketing campaign <laughs> merchandise? We did. Uh, we should do it like for uh, the the one-off shirt that we did uh, for St. Patrick's Day. Where yeah. like I'd rather be listening to Smooth by Rob, by Rob Thomas. I'd rather be listening to DJ Bean and Pete Blackburn discuss the marketing campaign. Yes. <laughs> Just in that font style like for like podcast episodes about sob rock <laughs> apostrophes marketing campaign. Hell yes. So if we didn't already have a meme for this week, that could be the meme for this week. Right. So we'll be seeing the May man tomorrow. He wears headphones on stage for some reason when he plays with Grateful Dead. Why yeah. did he do that? He said it in the AMA. You didn't particularly play close attention, huh? I only. So again, I like Grateful Dead. I like John Mayer's marketing. I was only interested in that AMA for for Sobrock marketing stuff. He did. He said he can still hear the crowd, though. Right? Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says he said that he can hear it like clearer. He can hear like the the band okay. and the crowd, and he's he feels like he's listening to the like the the live recording as it's happening, and it kind of like helps feed his energy. Okay, but he can't possibly. He doesn't do that when he's singing, right? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, if he doesn't do the classic headphones one on one off thing when he's singing, what's he doing? But maybe he has like a custom feed where it like mutes something. You know what would be cool? We should make these. We should make bootleg ones of these. Headphones that look like headphones. They on the left ear is a mono mix, so you're getting everything in the left ear. And the right ear is a uh, hologram. It's nothing. It looks like you're wearing headphones, but you're really doing the one on one off thing. It would be so. It's just a half working headphones. Half working headphones, but you're getting the full mix in the left ear. That way, for people who are recording vocals or anything right. and want to be able to hear the room a little bit or be able to hear themselves, everybody wins. This would be a very expensive undertaking. For one specific thing, but I think the that John Mayer might purchase the, some the full the full headphone experience with half the functionality. Yes. Okay. So it is the, our, our long time segment this week in music marketing or today in music marketing. We're still working on the the name. Got to talk about Casey Musgraves and the rollout for her album Starcrossed, I believe. Really, really, really leaning into the Father John Misty aesthetic and experience and legitimately just taking Feidelberg's term with the sad girl 
sad girl season. Yeah. So I mean, to be fair Fidelberg though, like stuff aside, like that's just really funny. I feel like that existed though, like when Feidelberg started, like sad boy season. Really? Like I feel like that was just like a. So this is like a, a co- like an internet collective. This is like a, a Peterman tour, a real Peterman tour type situation. Yeah, like I, I think that it's like like obviously John has like spearheaded that movement yeah. and like done merch and all that and sort of like made it a brand mm-hmm. but i feel like it existed whereas like the saturdays are for the boys thing was just like nobody ever said that that was not a sentence right right yeah. so that was completely crafted out of thin air but this one i feel like it's more of like a a general movement that Feidelberg has like captained the ship okay ship. i mean he would never if you know anything about Feidelberg, he's not gonna uh sue anybody over right. hey like that's... i love the response to him just like com- making casey musgraves oh, merch yeah very made, funny <laughs> i believe made shirt that said i am casey musgraves <laughs> yeah. and it was a bunch of like copyrighted <laughs> kp casey it's like 14 images yeah anyway that stuff aside the whole again like the the doing the father john misty aesthetic and the Hey, being sad is cool now thing just seems a little and I know she she got divorced so and she's a human being so she probably is sad because aren't we all but something about sadness being in being like packaged. BS exactly. Being and we we've discussed this with um Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers. Bridgers but even that was like Phoebe Bridgers was like Hey, I'm a sad person and grinded at being sad for like she has put in the work to be sad. <laughs> and she yeah, she was like she was sad before it was cool. Exactly. And, yeah. Right. She gets grandfathered in. Yes. Um never really changed the path. No. She's gotten a little meaner. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but I think that comes with like the power. Right, right yes, yeah. exactly. Um so she she gets grandfathered and like and Josh that's not Tillman to say, and that's not to say that like Casey Musgraves wasn't sad, but she like had some like, hey, I'm sad, but we're finding some we're finding positivity from happy it. and sad at the same time. Right. Great song. Rainbow is like the ultimate. Hey, you're sad, but this is, but but this is okay, and you have to know that you're okay. Literally, the last song, the last lyrics on the song, and I believe album are. It'll all be all right. So you take the contrast of two, three years ago when Golden Hour came out, presenting sadness in that way. And in the two, three years since, sadness has become so, I'm going to borrow your your phrasing, like Walmartified, you know, Mm -hmm. where... Now it's just such a clean packaged, like, ooh, Sto- sad, cool. Store brand sadness. Exactly. Like, I'm going to put the sad patch on my jacket. <laughs> All right. Then it's gone from, with one artist, hey, you're sad, but it's going to be okay. And I'm going to get through to you here because you're going to be all right. And it's all going to be all right to two, three years later. It's so in and it's so cool. And it's like, ZOMG, look how sad. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, that's. And it's tough. It's like a weird spot because, like, obviously a lot has happened in the past two to three years. And, like, uh, yeah, right. And people are allowed to get sad when they weren't fully sad before. Uh, And, like, especially in the past two to three years because so much shit has happened. And, like, 
if anybody is saying like, hey, like my mental health has gone, de- is deteriorated I mean, over the past couple of years. I mean, if you're not surface level sad, then. <laughs> right. Uh-oh. There like, that's a red flag. over like the last year where like you haven't seemed sad and I've like considered an intervention for you. <laughs> Like but you're my like life a good day or something. My life has like, changed mm-hmm. less than anybody's in the entire world over the past yeah. two or three years. So, uh, yeah, like, so it's it's a weird spot because I do feel like she is very much. And I feel like a lot of artists are like steering into like, ooh, I'm going to be sad because it's cool and I can sell I can sell sadness. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the you can look at different um, themes and campaigns that have been huge like honestly like leading up to i mean sobrock is called sobrock like it is it's selling sadness yeah but before the pandemic the big thing was like uh, girl power really kind of reached its apex and they were like that was a theme that was obviously has always existed in music or for a long time did but like it became the a kind of central thing on on so many songs, so many albums, so many marketing campaigns, and now, sad, probably post pandemic, but I think even leading into the pandemic, sadness is very much the like, hey, if you were to guess what's going to be the the big thing that this artist is going to kind of use to apply to their brand, it's sadness, and it just kind of seems a little corporate. You know, it just seems kind of manufactured. And I say this as somebody who had a meltdown quietly to you and publicly for anybody who would listen as I was trying to get Casey Musgraves tickets this morning. I love (laughs) Casey Musgraves. And I think the golden hour, man, when I didn't. You should have seen me unfollowing people yeah, when they complained. I was Casey on the Musgraves podcast. I was on the podcast. Year. Oh my god, that was such an easy like. You're a hater. Bye bye. <laughs> so I am not hating on Casey Musgraves at all. But this does seem like maybe it, it one or two too many. Um, it doesn't publicists. feel nece- It doesn't feel necessary for Casey Musgraves because it's like like. I get that you're sad. Like you've you've been sad. Yeah. Like anybody who's followed Casey Musgraves is sort of like that's part of the part of the package. Yeah. And it just feels like it's kind of following the path that other people have made cool. Yeah. Like I don't need the all the images I see that all the, like the promo things. It's all the God's favorite customer album cover, which even and like when, we love God's favorite yeah. customer, but like we like it because Father John Misty did it. Yes. I mean, even when that came out, like that was that was excessive. The like album cover of just like a man sitting there holding his face is like, dude, <laughs> we know we've been listening. You're definitely sad, but that was his. That wasn't his divorce album because he didn't get divorced. But that was his um, separated split, yeah. album. So, so this is her split album, isn't it? Yeah, it so. kind of. I don't know. I I hope that. It's going to be a great album because it's Casey Musgraves, and I love Casey Musgraves. But this just seemed like the kind of 31st one of these that has happened where, like, sadness is the move and sadness is having a moment. And as somebody who... I will say, though, like, as it's, the like, the most dickhead thing to say, but, like, when Casey Musgraves split with her husband, I was like, ooh, can't wait for the album. Material. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, oh. Hell yes. I mean, her... Like, hope. I want you to be happy, but I am very excited for this breakup album. 
let's follow the um, the Father John Misty thing. Him meeting Emma yielded I Love You, Honey Bear, which is a classic album. Him splitting or being separated from Emma yielded God's Favorite Customer, which the more and more... I, I go back and listen to that album a lot because I was talking to someone about... I, I realized someone I was talking to was a Father John Misty fan, and we were talking about our favorite albums, and he was like, oh, dude, you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but my favorite Father John Misty album, hands down, and that's usually how us pure comedy folks say yeah. pure comedy is our yeah. favorite album. Yeah. Um, being like, look, I know it's probably insufferable and a little excessive, but it's pure comedy. He was like, I don't care what anybody says. You may think I'm dumb. Favorite album, uh, God's Favorite Customer. And I was like, ooh, wow, okay, interesting. And the more I go back and listen to that, I'm like, I won't besmirch a person who says that that's no. their, their favorite. I still love I love pure comedy. Yeah, pure, yeah. I, I'll still do pure comedy like somewhere quiet, like it seems like every summer at some point I'll be outside in Maine somewhere or whatever and just like listen to it in its entirety and Hell yeah. think, think think about just a million things. <laughs> the world. <laughs> it, dude, honestly, it's so great. And then the, the way that album ends where he's just ripped humanity a new one the whole time and then it ends with him being like, but we're grabbing drinks and I like sitting here with you. I'm so lucky (laughs) is very, very human. So anyway, her meeting her husband yielded golden hour, which great album. Of course. Willing to unfollow many people on Twitter over it. One album of the year. Yes. Rightfully. So now this split maybe is going to yield great music, but I do. There is some like, there's some irony and humor in like winning album of the year. And then your next album is just like, just selling depression. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very into that. Very, very into that. Uh, Houndmouth also has a new song out, and I'm so excited about this song because I got to hear it at some point a while back, and I don't know how people are going to receive this song. I'm assuming they're going to like it because everybody likes Houndmouth stuff. This is one of my favorite songs of the last however many years it's called mckenzie i have been freaking obsessed with it and haven't been able to talk to i I could talk to like you about it i could listen to it on my phone on headphones in silence but now it's out in the world and it is it's one of my favorite howmouth songs it's like rushmore howmouth for me i we talked about like it's great when you can't put into words why you love something so much. I could explain like, oh, this section's really cool. Like, I think that like Shane's background vocals are amazing. But this is truly one of those like, I can't tell you why. I think this is the best fucking song. Songs. It's a it's a really awesome song, and I did I did not listen to it until it came out. I'm not like there there are certain times where I'll, where I'll listen to like a quote unquote leak or something that's mm-hmm. been like given to us yeah and a lot of the times i think over the past couple of years i've realized that i don't like doing that because you can't talk with anybody about yeah. it so like it is devastating if you like something you want to like spread it around you want to talk about it uh so i did not listen to it until today and i mean i've listened to it once and it sounds awesome okay so you say that 
I realized as you were saying that I have been able to talk about it <laughs> with one person who's in and, the band who's in the band and I if I were to go through my texts with that person they probably want to kill me yeah like, every I would assume five so. days be like Dude, Mackenzie still fucking rips, still goes. Can't wait till you put it out. Haha, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Three days later. This song when is you guys so good. play Mackenzie live, I'm going to smash beers in my face. I've said that to him a, th- a hundred times. I've said I'm going to smash beers in my face. For whatever reason, that's just like the image that is conjured up from this song. Just like jumping up and down with your friends, smashing beers in each other's faces. I love this fucking song so much. So. That's my endorsement of it. I'll also endorse Vineyard Nights Candles if you haven't got them yet. Thanks, everybody, who Hell yeah. came by the stream. Thanks to Pete for raiding with a few people. That's right. I've theorized that you probably did that on purpose because you're a good guy. Appreciate you bringing a few people over to the stream. It was my, my friend Brad that we played with didn't know anything about streaming. Although he should get into streaming, because I think that if he oh, yeah. just did that stream Brad was a star. without me by himself, <laughs> yeah. like he would do very well. But the thing I told him was that the numbers are lower than on any other social media. So your idea of what's good should really be adjusted. Yes. Because when I, I saw at some point there was like 80 people and I was like, that's incredible yeah we are breaking it world is, records right now it is very funny how something so yeah it was a, a a smash success people loved it awesome uh but yeah i mean you're right twitch is like you really have to adjust your expectations and like what you think is good yeah like you have like you get like 80 likes on instagram and you're like fuck should i take down this picture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get 80 people on twitch and you're like god damn i'm gonna quit my job and become a full-time streamer well, that's i mean the thing about it it's as close to getting someone's undivided attention as you can come yeah so like if if i don't know 400 people like something i post on instagram that was less than a second of their day. Right. It doesn't mean anything. That's And they didn't necessarily have to interact. They just liked it. No. no. A lot of people that like are on Twitch are interactive. Like they're in yeah, the chat. They're, they're watching they're, you. They're listening to what you're saying. They're, you are what they're doing in that moment. Maybe that's why I, I don't want to hate a strong word. Maybe that's why I haven't been in love with <laughs> Twitch yet. Because, because like just like the pressure not pressure. Something has always made me feel weird about just like sitting right, like the camera is on my computer. I'm looking back and like where, I guess I'm just like describing the internet, but <laughs> it, it, it weirds me out a, a little bit. But if I ever get over it, we can all have some, uh, some fun. Let me ask you a question. Twitch. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time that you got rewarded for something? Like a gift or a reward? And what did you have to do to get it? Last time I got rewarded for something was in the NFT space. I got rewarded for owning certain Kevin Durant moments. I was given, I was rewarded a Jason Tatum playoff moment that currently, hold on, that is currently worth oh holy smokes more than i thought it's currently worth 114 dollars it's a nice wow. reward look at that it's a nice For free. reward that yeah. is a good reward yeah let me ask you this 
Have you ever been rewarded for just brushing your teeth? No, I haven't brushed my teeth. Well, you Gross, should change that. Ew. Ew. God. You should start brushing your teeth, and you should start using uh, <laughs> Quip toothbrushes to do so, because you can get rewarded for brushing your teeth. So start brushing your teeth. That's right. <laughs> we, we've all, we're always looking for incentives for like the Patreon and things like that. Quip is giving you incentives to brush your teeth, which you shouldn't need. We didn't you brush shouldn't. our. We we've been waiting a long time for someone. We've been to, holding out for yeah, years. We've wanted a good deal on brushing our teeth for years. Long time <laughs> listeners of the podcast know we've never talked about brushing our teeth. Reward me or no deal. Mm-hmm. No no brushing. And that's where these fr- friends come in. That's where Quip comes in because they are here to reward you for brushing your teeth. Quip not only has uh, fantastic technology in their toothbrushes. Uh, you want you want some of the uh, some of the deets there. They've got sensitive sonic vibrations, a two minute timer with thirty second pulses for guiding your cleaning sessions. Love that slim, lightweight, and sleek design. No wires, no bulky chargers to weigh you down. Uh, they even come with a multi use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount. Uh, but on top of that great tech that they boast, they're going to reward you with. Gift cards and discounts and free products just for brushing your teeth. Just for doing something that you should be doing every single day. So, you can start doing that. Join the Quip team by going to quip.com slash brunch. That'll save you $10 on a Quip smart electric toothbrush. That's $10 off your smart electric toothbrush at getquip. I'm sorry. Getquip.com slash brunch. That's getquip. Q-U-I-P dot com slash brunch. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash brunch. Quip, the good habits company that will reward you for doing your good habits that you should be doing anyway. Incredible. Incredible. You suggested this. Somebody has now suggested it on Twitter as I'm, I'm checking for the where is the episode tweets. <laughs> Somebody pointed out that Dane Cook... Is going to be in Boston mm-hmm. in two months. Is there one any month? Way in it's some it's September now, Deej. They moved it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought he's in October. October twenty ninth. That's still October. That's true. So in one month. One month. In thirty, 30 days. days. <laughs> we are thirty days. The countdown is on. You're right. Look, I I was listen when you when you're wrong, you're yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's on me. We'll edit it out. It's fine. We'll make a meme of it. Alive. What's cooking? Would be incredible. Like live in what way? I, I This was not proposed by me, but now I'm thinking about it. Him I'll, sitting with us as we listen to one of his albums. Okay, that's a different idea than what I yeah. had in mind. You're My, just, just go to a Dane Cook comedy show and review it live as it's going on. Oh, love that. We podcast in the crowd during a Dane Cook show. With uh, Sopranos exclamations. So, oh, so like, if he says anything like loudly, oh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I do agree. A live what's cooking would be very weird and possibly awkward. Yeah. But I would be so down for it. I don't think that I would do that to somebody. That seems like sort of. It's like gotcha. Yeah. And. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I don't want to like. I mean, I would well, for sure want to address. Matt Damon what, would do that. 
Matt Damon would be like, oh, He yeah. loves talking about old stuff that he said that has not aged yes. well. Yes, yeah. He's like, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, why not? I've been waiting to talk about this forever. He's like, hear that one? Stopped saying that three days ago. <laughs> that one's still kind of fresh. Please clap. Yeah. Something with Dane Cook would be cool. Yes. Also, I realized, I think about Dane Cook a lot. He get he obviously he he's like a punching bag for a lot of people. A lot of types of humor wouldn't exist without Dane Cook. I want to say specifically, I don't know why I was thinking this the other day. Ron Burgundy yelling, "I'm in a glass cage of emotion." Case case of, case of emotion. That line in that scene would not exist without Dane Cook. It's very Dane. That Cook. is Dane Cook humor. Yeah. Like I'm on the phone. I don't know what's going on. I'm on the phone. I'm in. A, I'm in a case of emotion. Like that yeah. is so Dane Cook. It is. So You're right. Will Ferrell, pay, pay up. Him. <laughs> pay the man. Pay, pay. Give money to Dane. Hashtag pay. Uh, I am very, very in on talking to Dane Cook. Whether it's about what's cooking, whether it's about literally anything. What if we had an entirely not funny conversation with Dan Cook. And not it doesn't have to be like super serious, but just like let's just talk. Just have a conversation. We're doing no laughs. Thirty minutes with Dan Cook. We're doing no laughs. Well, I mean what's cooking was essentially no laughs. Yeah. That was that early two thousands. <laughs> early 2000s That's not true. The first one that we, in... the first one that we listened to, the first what's cooking, I forget we did uh what was it called? Harmful of Swallowed? Yeah, Probably. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one was pretty that one was pretty funny there was some some uh some moments that got laughs and was the, the vicious circle wasn't the next one was it i don't know what was the one with the uh the sword sword right. microphone um let's see retaliation retaliation yeah, yeah, yeah. right was that, that one the rough one or was harmful of swallowed though it couldn't have been harmful of swallowed harmful of swallowed was was not necessarily classic but that was it slapped like even if you think it's really stupid now? Be like, how many did we do? Two, we did two. Okay, and so then the retaliation was the second one. That one was retaliation tough. was appallingly bad. Yeah, and that one was like what got me into Dane Cook, which is crazy, nuts. But it, I mean, it makes that was the sense first comedy where... CD that I owned. Wow, you own so many comedy CDs now. That's true. <laughs> it's crazy to it think started the off the collection started with Dane yeah. Cook. I have so many comedy CDs. So maybe we'll do something with um maybe we'll do something with Dane Cook. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll do something with uh one of the guys from Hot Mouth. We may have to days. launch like a light harassment campaign from listeners to just like tweet at Dane Cook and tell him to come on the pod. I don't I mean he's been harassed probably by so many people so many different times. Remember he got all that shit when he asked that they not air his material, his set from the, he was doing a benefit. It may have been post Boston Marathon. Um, he was doing a benefit show, and they were like, "Okay, we're going to stream it." And he was like, "Oh, this is actually the the material from this is from my upcoming special, and I can't have I can't put that out until the special out. out." Yeah, and that to me that sounds seems fair. like. It's like business fair. Like a lot of business, right? Yeah. Like like probably out of his hands. And if he wanted to, I mean, obviously, the the benefit means a lot to, to him or it should. But he's doing it totally the benefit. makes sense that like whoever is selling this um, special or is airing this special is like has a lot of money on the line. Is like right. we 
we bought this so when for people to so see like, it we own it basically time, yeah they see it from us like that's just kind of business 101 but you understand why people were upset but people were crushing him for that yeah, I, that, I mean, like, I understand both sides there, for yes. sure. But And when I say light harassment c- campaign, I just literally mean, hey, maybe if we could get, like, some some traction and, and get in on his radar. Tweets, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of just thing. Wanna, just want to put him, put us on his radar. I bet that we could get on his radar. I'd love to know. Is he a nice guy? I feel like he probably is. I think he's been through, I think he's kind of seen it all. Yes, he is, uh, he's weathered. Right. I mean, he was the weird up-and-coming comic that people probably thought he was annoying when he was, like, early in the game. Like, the other comics were probably like, yeah, I could fucking pour water on myself, too. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, tell a joke, you fucking idiot. And whereas, like, I saw that, and I was, and a lot of people saw that, and they were like... Funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> This guy's guy so different. This guy does robot robot voices and yeah. pours water on his head. No one's uh, peak of comedy. No one's doing that these <laughs> <Right>. days. <laughs> I'm like running home from like my friend's house where we listen to the Dane Cook CD, like breathlessly telling <laughs> my parents, like, no one's doing this stuff these days. You guys gotta see Dane Cook. Nobody he's doing this thing. He was talking about he he didn't say douchebag. He says bag of douche. Nobody is <laughs> is changing up the phrasing the way this guy does. Also, that's a Dane Cook thing where people would just change up the phrasing a little bit. Yeah. Just to just to vary it. That was Dane Cook. This guy, he's a fucker of moms. He fucks moms. Stuff like that. Yes. Is that an actual Dane Cook thing? No. But that's how you would say instead it. Of, instead of motherfuckers. Yeah, you'd be like, don't you don't you say that to me, you motherfucker. Don't you say that to me, you fucker of moms. Yes, like, yeah. Oh, God. That is like... He never says it the same way twice. <laughs> that is just like the peak Dane Cook like uh, style. I was in school. They called me a goofball. They said, you're a little ball of goof. We need you to stop doing that. And everyone... <laughs> Same a ball of goof. <laughs> so yeah, Stan Cook, come on the podcast. Come so on the podcast, that. King. <laughs> come on the cast of pods. <laughs> you dropped this, King. You may have you may have put it. You may have placed it on the floor, but it's on the floor now, King. Is this yours, Your Highness? <laughs> Huge laughs. Huge. Hell Huge yes. laughs. We have to talk about Candyman at some point. Yes, I know. We're so deep in we this episode. We saw one and a half Candymans. We saw the second Candyman, and then uh, this morning, while we were not doing the podcast, I watched a little bit of the oh, did you? 1992 Candyman. Well, I had seen the end of that before. You, you did that. I read the Wikipedia for the original Candyman. Nice. Did it make any of it make more sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it definitely did. Did it for you? I ended up seeing... Um, who's the... Uh, Lila something who's the let, uh, let, yeah let me get on your level um it was like Karen Lyle or something okay I one of the something like that let's see Helen Lyle Helen Lyle apologies to Helen Pete just stereotyped you because you are a white woman <laughs> Karen Lyle and called you rough stuff out of, <laughs> out of Mr. Blackburn today just Really got his uh, his fangs out. We watched the second one first. We yes. watched that. That seemed like the 
correct move. Quote unquote spiritual sequel I've seen Spirit, it called. Yes, I've seen a lot of spiritual that that is big Santa Claus is Kendrick is uh, uh, Detective Crashmore energy. Yes, yeah. It's a cosmic it's, gumbo. It's literally just a sequel. It's a like, spiritual sequel. We were joking on set about how uh, it was like a spiritual sequel. <laughs> yeah. it, there's no there's no need to uh to throw spiritual in there. It is literally a sequel. I like this being the spiritual sequel to last week's episode. Hell yes. Longtime listeners will know this is a spiritual sequel. In this spiritual sequel, there is... You guys should know Candyman. You say his name five times in the mirror. Bang. There he is. Again, I'd seen the end. I'd seen maybe the last half hour years ago of the original. All I knew about it was Tony Todd was in it. He was Candyman. There were bees for some reason. I didn't know why then when I saw it. I didn't know why there were bees in it. Now that I've seen the spiritual sequel and a good amount of the original, I do not know why there are bees in it. You don't? I don't know what what is with the bees. Because they cover they covered the guy that they so like the the, the origin story for uh the Joker story. Gritty or yes. Yes, the candy joker. Yes. Oh no, fuck, we are, we already used that. That's a Willy Wonka origin story. Shoot, yes, we Damn it. To, uh what would be um Hook? Hook Joker? Yeah, <laughs> Hook Joker. I but then that, that could just be some, like, Peter Pan thing. Yeah, but oh, that... my God, they should do a Captain Hook origin story. They should. Yo. I'm about to... Hook Joker, though, is, like, could be... That could work. I'm going to tweet Captain Hook... Cabrini... Cabrini Green origin Joker? Origin story when? Cabrini... Cabrini Green Joker, maybe? Cab- yes. That's a bit of a mouthful. Cabrini um, Green is also... Like, if my last name were Green, I'd name my kid Cabrini. Cabrini, Cabrini Green is a great name. It yeah. sounds like it should be somebody famous. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, like, in the origin story for the Candyman, uh, he is, like, they beat the shit out of him. Like, the guy who who, does, who paints the, the portraits for rich white people yes. and then gets uh, one of the daughters yep. impregnated. Uh, they beat the shit out of him. They, like, take his hand off. They put a hook on it. They also cover him in honeycomb, and he gets oh, stung right. to death by bees. That's right. So lots of bees. Yes. The bees finally kill him. Ah. There are way more bees in the original one than there are. Yeah, because in... he's like covered in bees. Th- it takes a while for uh for the bees to really come in in droves. Yes, droves. In, so in, in the spiritual sequel. Now Virginia Madsen, who played Helen Don't Call Me Karen Lyle, was Okay, yeah, okay, okay. In so she's in this. I think for a second. Really? Apparently. They, they, they were like, everybody reprised their roles. Yeah, I, I knew that. I, I was well, mainly I did... looking. I was like, yo, where's Tony Todd? Tony Where Todd's is? in it. Uh, so is um, the mother yes. of, of um, Anthony. Yeah. In, who plays the main character in, in the spiritual sequel. Vanessa Williams. So I did not realize that uh, that Anthony, the main character in the spiritual sequel, was the baby in the original Candyman. Oh, yes. I didn't realize that until reading the plot of the first one afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. So you saw the the, the second one and didn't know that he was the baby? Well, I did one once the reveal was... Okay, was, I was going to say, like, yeah. you missed part they of the movie, ex- They explain, yeah. they basically explain the entire first movie okay. in the second movie, uh, but, like, you don't know that until... Yes. Until you go and read the plot or watch the movie of the first did one. Did you read the wiki page for the 90... 19- 1992 one the yes. spiritual original did you read the wikipedia page for that 
before or after you saw it? After. Okay. That sounds like a fun order to do it. And yes. I also uh, didn't read it at all. So uh, Virginia Madsen is in the original. She plays Helen Lyle. And there's a big scene where there's all where they are just covered in bees. Okay. I found this. Madsen had to get up close and personal with those bees, a fact that almost forced her to pass on the role. Quote, when Bernie was first asking me to do the role, I said, well, I can't. I'm allergic to bees. He said, no, you're not allergic to bees. You're just afraid. That seems very problematic. The early 90s, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, when people ask, like, what's mansplaining? <laughs> like, no, or what's, what's gaslighting, I should say. No, you don't have an allergy. <laughs> yeah. You're being difficult. And we're just going to do it my way, and it's going to be okay. Scaredy cat. Um, He said, no, you're not allergic to bees. You're just afraid. So I had to go to UCLA and get tested because he didn't believe me. I was tested for every kind of venom. I was far more allergic to wasps. So he said, we'll just have paramedics there. It will be fine. This guy. You know actors. We'll do anything for a paycheck. So fine. I'll be covered with bees. So we had a bee wrangler, and he pretty much told us, you can't freak out around the bees or be nervous or swat at them. It would just aggravate them. I feel like that would also... Being covered in bees would aggravate a human. Yes. Uh, They used baby bees on me. (laughs) They can still sting you, but are less likely. When they put the bees on me, it was crazy because they have fur. They felt like little Q-tips roaming around on me. No, thank you. Then you have pheromones on you. So they're all in love with you and think you're a giant queen. That I don't hate. Yeah. I, I don't hate being covered in a bunch of stuff that are like, we stand. Yeah. <laughs> we have no choice. Is that where like Hive comes from? Whoa. I think so. That Damn. totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Damn. Look at I that. Mean, Look at I us. I understood like the, like the Bay Hive. Like that makes sense because it like, sounds like Beehive. Yeah. But totally that's where it comes from okay great job i would have never found that without this conversation (laughs) um yeah they have pheromones on you so they're all in love with you and think you're a giant queen i really just had to go into this zen sort of place and the takes were very short what took the longest was getting the bees off of us they had this tiny bee vacuum which wouldn't harm the bees (laughs) after the scene where the bees were all over my face and head it took tony and i 45 minutes to get the bees off that's when it became difficult to sit still. It was cool, though. I felt like a total badass doing it. it sounds horrible. That, I mean... Except the queen part. I do like a <laughs> bunch of little stands. Just DJ about to go shop for pheromones Yeah, well, online. so right after I said I don't like the idea of Twitch where it's just like you're sitting there and people are like... <laughs> like loving you? I love you. <laughs> you're right. But then when you give me the that that physical representation somehow seems a little cooler. So that what's uh also, little Nikki, by the way? Little Nikki? What? Uh, have you seen Little Nikki? Yes. He says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Henry Winkler. And it's Henry Winkler, and he's like covered in bees, and there's a bunch of bees all over him. I was just about to make a, a my girl joke. Oh. Is the the little kid from My Girl, the original Candyman? Yeah. He dies from bees. Really? Yeah, sorry to spoil my girl. It's very devastating. I think I feel like I've spo- spoiled my girl uh, on the podcast in the past. What is my girl? 
My girl is Macaulay Culkin and uh, who's the um, – oh, shoot. What's her name? From um, from Veep. Uh, she is – Anna Klumsky? Yes. Anna Klumsky uh, and Macaulay Culkin. They're both very small. They like they kind of like fall in love with each other. They become best friends. And then Macaulay Culkin dies at the end because he's stung by bees. Wow. What a cast. Yeah. Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Curtis. Yeah. It is a the, my girl is a fantastic movie. I did know that Klemsky was a child actor who did kind of the Natalie Portman thing, but I think a little more earnestly. Uh, where like Natalie Portman went to Harvard, and like every five minutes it was like, ah, Natalie Portman goes to Harvard, everybody, and it's like, we get it. <laughs> Natalie Portman goes to Harvard. Klemsky, I think, was like. I'd like to have like a, a, a young adult part of my life. And you know who else did that? Who did that? Emma Watson. Really? Yeah, she finished Harry Potter and then she went to Brown. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, 1995 through 2005, hiatus from acting. This is Anna Klumsky, and this remains the Candyman conversation. Klumsky attended the University of Chicago, graduating in 2002 with uh, a BA in International Studies. After graduation, she worked as a fact je- uh, checker. Uh, editor and an editorial assistant for Harper Collins. She found this work unsatisfying, and after a chance meeting with Roberta Flack, as well as other things she considered signs, decided to return to acting. Do you know what? Do you know who Roberta Flack is? No. Roberta Flack is a great singer. She did a lot of collaborations with Donny Hathaway, who's like my favorite singer. Um. But she did uh, "Killing Me Softly" with his song. Oh, okay. Is her big, okay. Her big tune. She's alive, eighty-four years old. Wow, Roberta Flack, wow. truly a legend. I was gonna say Anna Klumsky. Anna Klumsky, <laughs> older than I expected. She looks great. Still Before alive, everybody. <laughs> she was, yeah. She was playing. What's her name in Veep? And nope, that's her real name. <laughs> Anna Klumsky. I want to yeah. say. Um, I forget her name in Veep. Anna Klumsky, Veep character, um, Amy Brookheimer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She was playing Brookheimer <laughs> at a uh, at a swift seventy six. <laughs> I didn't realize that you're wearing a Hellmouth shirt right now. I'm wearing a Hellmouth bootleg. What, what the fuck? Yeah. Wait, what is that shirt? It's a Hellmouth bootleg. Who made it? Me. <laughs> Why is it a frog on hockey skates? It's incredible, right? What is going on? Do you want one? I can make you one. What is happening? (laughs) We're we're 53 minutes into the episode and I just noticed that. I like that we still find out there's still fun little surprises about each other. (laughs) What? Where the fuck did that come from? You want one, buddy? Uh, Yeah, kinda. (laughs) No! (laughs) Um, yeah, somebody, uh, I forget what, somebody made this image. This is the logo of a hockey team. Let me, hold on. What is the hockey team from that thing the person sent you with the... Frog on skates. I believe it was a minor league hockey team in Seems like it. Indiana. 
I think. Okay. So at least there's some so, connection like, there. The boys grew up going the Louisville River Frogs. Okay. Is the answer. Hold on, we're getting some dots. So there's there's Sadly, some connection. Sadly not a team anymore. I'm going to respond Mackenzie fucking Rips. <laughs> <laughs> there are some connections there. Yeah. Indiana. Uh, yeah, so they posted one time like I don't know who made this and it doesn't make any sense and it was just this and it said Houndmouth on it. That's awesome. And I was I I, I was in some bootlegging sort of mood and okay. I was definitely making some uh some tanks for the summer. Got to show off those muscles. And I was like I'm absolutely slapping this on there. Uh yeah, we'll have to to get get you one. It's a could also put on like a sweatshirt or something. That's right. Yeah. Falls coming up. That's right. So what better way to I was going to turn into a porch's reed, but that those have to be meticulously planned out. That's true. Uh should we do another uh a shitty NHL preview for this season? Yes. Okay. Would love to. Okay. Yeah. Um so that's the candy man conversation. No, should we I I actually do want to keep talking about the yeah. candy man. Yeah, yeah. I uh overall i thought it was like okay it didn't really do a whole lot for me yeah i thought that it was um there was more like for me like there was more style than substance like this movie looked great yeah and it was uh i thought it was creative but it like it feels like they like fumbled across the goal line or something it just didn't really bring it home for me yeah, the end was a little ridiculous. Uh, ec- extremely telegraphed. Could see everything coming 400 miles away. So not, I mean, not a not a great movie. Like, in the C range, I would put it. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's... It's probably like high C. Like 75, 77. Than yeah. it was. It's more like... High uh, C. More like Tang. Yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't wasn't tangy enough. Um, so from, I just want to talk about like the general premise of the saying candy man thing. Yeah, because two things stand out. One, you say his name five, you say his name five times, and then he comes back, uh, or, or he appears to get revenge. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of that. I think it's the... I know that he's, like, getting revenge for other stuff, but the idea of, like, saying somebody's name five times and they come and get revenge for you saying their name so many times is hilarious. It is pretty funny. I, I, can't I, mean, I can't mean, like, eventually he's like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Stop saying my name! That's my name, don't I'm wear it out! revenge oh, for this! <laughs> uh... I will avenge you saying my name. Stop saying it. You're so annoying. There is uh, there is some like logic loopholes in like the execution too. Yeah, I don't like that you can split it. Yeah, I don't like that you can split it. Where, you like, can do it four times, and then the person says it once, and yeah, like they get like, killed. You're really you like setting somebody up. Saying it four times, then I come in, and you're like, "Hey, what movie did we see again last night? Uh, look there when you say it." And then I die because I said it? Get out of here. That doesn't seem to make sense. That's not fair. Also, from watching the... First of all, like, I, I got no use for the kids saying it. I got no use for... And I, I know that I got to be more... That like, seemed like a very uh, for-the-trailer scene. Yes. And I got to be more tolerant of like making fun of kids for not being as smart as adults yet. But anytime in a movie where they're like, oh, 
we're going to have these kids do it. And I'm like, well, they're, they're not main characters. Like, sh- shut up. I don't care about that part. The kids saying it in the high school, like, that is so for the trailer. Yeah. Silly, dumb. But a very common usage of the saying Candyman in front of a mirror from this movie and I watched the spiritual original is people love saying Candyman in front of the mirror while having sex. Yeah. And I don't know how these people have sex, but like there's enough juggling go like you're juggling enough things already without working in a a chant and potentially murderous ghost. <laughs> yeah, who's bringing that to the table? Yeah, I don't know what was happening in the uh, the sex scene in this one because like there was like like hooking belts. Yeah, she listens to Joy Division and she has belts that hook on. And Super weird. She speaks in Joy Division quotes and they're in front of a mirror and she's like Candyman. <laughs> Candyman, and be like, eh. A lot I don't, of I don't things think... are turnoffs for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is definitely. She's a saying it slow enough that I'm like, like I was like, pretty Should sure I... he might finish before you say the fifth, <laughs> yeah. fifth time. Do you think his name is Candyman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, the first one, um, a girl is I think she's babysitting around a, like she's cheating on her boyfriend. She has a guy oh, come over. Okay, it's a bit of a. Bad boy. He's a bad boy. Mm. Her boyfriend is too nice. Mm. So classic. She takes off her shirt, bra on. They go upstairs to the bathroom, and she's like, "Hey, do you know that if you say Candyman five times in the mirror, blah 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 blah." So they're in front of the mirror. Maybe these people are just trying to make it a threesome. That could be it. That. C- and what more exciting third party right. than someone who just who might not really be there? Yeah. Like, it might not be a real person. They they certainly introduce a little danger to the mix. It's low risk in terms of like, hey, you invite a third in, they're not going to tell anybody because they go away after you say their name five times. I'll also say it's low reward because the reward, like, we ain't you talking die. about like any like you're brushing your teeth and you're getting some good stuff out of this. We're talking the reward is someone comes and kills you. That's just, yeah. Th- when the kids do it, I'm like, yo, like, what do you think you're getting out of this? Yeah. You be like, whoa, nothing happened. So are you gonna celebrate that you wasted your time? <laughs> you're late for class now, you idiot. <laughs> Stupid kids. Yeah, the kids in this movie. Really- that was very unnecessary. That was uh like one of the uh, one of the like hardest for the trailer scenes in yeah. a while. How does this make you feel about the Bye Bye Man now? Uh, I thought that the Bye Bye Man was honestly creepier than the Candyman. Definitely the, creepier. The the Candyman, just like it, again, I think it kind of maybe goes back to like more style than substance, but like the Candyman wasn't all that creepy to me in this. The Candyman also puts down stronger roots. There's like more of an ex, uh, explanation. Like and a lot less of it of a is mystery. like grounded in real life things. Like, it, like, um, um shoot what was the what's the word why the thing that white people do origin stories no (laughs) (laughs) um shoot uh why can't i gentrification gentrification yes 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 Uh, also there is a character in this movie there's a, a white woman who 
absolutely does not understand gentrification. I know no, that I just couldn't not. think of the word, yeah. but like I know a lot more about it than she does. She says her idea of gentrification is there it's a poor area and then artists come along and live there so they can dick around, does she say? <laughs> yeah, and like make it like their muse for uh for like low cost. Right. And she says So they can afford to not work. She and she she was like She's talking to an artist who is black yes. and says, she's like, oh, well, this is gentrification, but I'm sure you know plenty about doing that or something. And he was like, your pe-, she says, your people yeah, know your plenty people, about that. Yeah, your people are to blame. And he's like, excuse what? me? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, not even like, it's obviously so just, offensive, that, yeah. but he's like. I just need to know how you think that that's. I'm not sure. Sense. I'm not sure. Like which part, which what, which side would make less sense? Blaming black people for gentrification yeah. or blaming artists for gentrification? The, I mean, this woman dies very soon after this. I mean, it seems like she was going to die of stupidity at some point. I mean, anyway. she made she makes maybe the dumbest decision in the world. She goes to the art thing, talks to the artist. Two people die, like after, after that show, yeah. and like the main culprit or the main suspect in any person with a uh, common sense mind would be the artist yes, who got artist drunk who- and got in a fight with the people that died, and so her reaction is to invite him over to her place right after it, which doesn't seem safe. Yeah, but in her defense. Right after she goes into the bathroom and says Candyman five times in the mirror. She's the dumbest person in the world. <laughs> yes. So that was the second. Yeah. The, the second dumbest thing she could have done is bring. And I don't want to like pick apart like the logic in horror in movies. Horror movies no, we... But like that one was astounding from a character who we're led to believe is very smart and very successful. How did you feel about the bee sting? And then not going to the hospital like, for like four months while psoriasis. his arm is falling apart. Didn't that look a lot like psoriasis? It looked like I don't you didn't watch Game of Thrones, but there's like a hey, if you get touched by like these stone people, you will turn to stone over the course of however long like your body just becomes stone. Uh, and it's chiseled, like it's huh? like incurable. Uh, that reminded me of, of like what his arm was turning into. It was becoming scaly. He was peeling. Oh yeah. It was so disgusting. When he, there's, there's a scene where he's just like peeling off his skin and I'm like, yo, I know I went to a horror movie, so you're going to, I'm signing up for some bad stuff, but I didn't sign up for this. Right. And like, nobody says anything to him. It like starts spreading to his face and nobody's like, yo, I think you've, you've got something. I think you're coming down with something. Your entire arm is falling apart and now it's moving up to your face. Maybe you should see, maybe you should consult a dermatologist. None of that. Really, really weird, uh, crazy stuff. We have to, are we done with Candyman? Um, yeah, like I, I, I. I didn't have like a ton of thoughts. Yeah. I thought that uh, I didn't particularly like it. I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, I f- feel like it. Like it obviously had a lot of social commentary, but I feel like it was too spread out and spread thinly that none of it really mattered all that much. Like it, it tried to tackle gentrification, and I guess it did in a way. Mm-hmm. And it obviously like tried to it tried to tackle like pl- uh, police injustice yeah, and like yeah. police. Uh, 
uh, discrimination, but like it did it in like it felt like it did it in, in passing, and it was so light on it that it didn't make any sort of like meaningful commentary. I I know what you're saying. Like there wasn't much of like a build up to like this is what this is about. Yeah, and that's something that obviously when it happens in a movie or anything, you're like I'm not surprised or anything, but it didn't seem like that's. It sort of like was like the purge, that purge movie where right. it was like we're just making this part of the storyline, and when like it hadn't been the whole time, yeah, and yeah. and like we're not really saying anything super intelligent about it, right. or making yeah, like, like a valuable p- piece of commentary. We're just working it into the plot. Yeah, I don't. That's I'm hesitant to weigh in because I'm like maybe if I saw the rest of the first one, there would be parts of it that okay, this makes sense now because of that. It did kind of seem herky-jerky. Although generally at the end, you did kind of see everything that was coming. Like the... the the Yeah. There's something that happens in a car that is so obvious. Did you see that coming? Yes. So, 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 so far away. I mean, it's, yeah, as soon as like he was talking into the mirror, it was like, right. yeah, of course, this is good. what's going to happen. Yeah. So a lot of... Yeah, the the end is just kind of a a mess. Going back to all the stuff that happens in the 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 church, so. I would say like it's it's a worthwhile sequel. Like it's worth seeing, but it, it's it's I think it's pretty forgettable. Yeah, I'm gonna finish the first one and then maybe we can weigh in at some point. But it does not live up to like I don't know if you liked us. Yeah, but like it didn't. It doesn't live up to like the Jordan Peele hype of oh, like not. Get Out or Us. Right, Us was, Us was okay. Us, I would say, is like uh, in the B range. Yes. This, I would say, is in the the C range. We haven't talked about Dawson's Creek yet. We will talk about that Friday on the Patreon. So patreon.com slash listen to brunch again. If you haven't gotten your Vineyard Nights candles, I'm still burning those things daily. I think my favorite Vineyard Nights candle now might be Vineyard Nights one. Bit of a an upset. People like the second one best, but check those out. I'm waiting for mine to come in the mail. Oh, nice. Amazing. Appreciate it. On So Friday, we'll do Dawson's Creek. You can help pick the episode. You know how that goes. Speaking of sequels and spiritual sequels, they are doing another season of Your Honor. Hell yes. And I don't know yet. I haven't read anything about Stuhlbarg. He's got to be. I mean, like, unless unless they go in a completely different direction, which I doubt because they kind of, uh, I guess they didn't, like, leave it open. They It was a pretty tidy finish, even though I didn't love the finish. It was sort of tidy. Let's see. Um, Showtime revives Brian Cranston. Uh, I'm going to try to throw Stuhlbarg into this and see if we got a rep- reprising his role. I'd like to see, let's see, the first season, yeah, we know that uh, this lead side stays game, okay, we didn't ask for your life story, um, season one, yeah, I, we're not getting any information on whether or not this will, all it says is Brian Cranston will return to star in season two, which will air But if Brian Cranston's returning, Stuhlbarg's gotta be there. Even if, so if Stuhlbarg doesn't return, and I shudder to think that because it would just be so sad but if stuhlbarg's not there are you still watching your honor yeah definitely yeah oh yeah 
That is a mess you cannot ignore. Oh, absolutely. Especially after, like, the way that it ended. It was a complete mess of an ending. Right. Uh, so, it, plus, I think they've subtracted the worst part of... That is of, true. Of your honor. Spoiler alert. The, uh, the worst part, the KID, <laughs> is... He will not be reprising his role. Let's just say that, uh... Kids, kids of uh, of the adult actors on the show do not have a good time. They do not reprise their their role. This is an this is an ageist casting show that prefers award winning middle aged actors. Nobody under nobody under say twenty. What if they do your honor, Joker? Though. Oh, whoa. If they did a Jimmy Baxter origin story, <laughs> I would be all in. That would be incredible. All right, we'll talk about that Friday on the Patreon.